It's time for Cubicle Insanity. I've got Kim here with me and I'm Tammy. We're back together again. Woohoo! A little bit uh, of our discussion today, like always, is going to be about corporate America and all of the craziness that goes with it. So our podcast is really a discussion about the real insanity from cubicles in the workplaces, from leadership and leaders to experiences with life in the cubicles. Let's get into our latest cubicle insanity. Let's get into it. So Kim, today we're going to chat um, about what might actually be the root cause of cubicle insanity. Mm. Sounds interesting, doesn't it? Want to guess? My cube's too small. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you mean I can't decorate how I want? I don't have the right stapler. <laughs> I don't have my swing line. Um, Kim, no. Actually, what I'm going for is bad bosses. Whoa. Right? No such thing. Well... Seriously? In an ideal world. Really? Yeah. So tell me. See if you can finish this phrase. People don't leave a company. Uh, they leave good managers? They, they leave all those good ones behind. Oh, uh, yeah. Give that me the sense. bad ones. <laughs> uh, so um, I had uh, found an article, which I um, have shared with you, and it's a bunch of stats about really around the how these bad bosses not only make us crazy, but how they impact the bottom line of the company. So are we going to be statisticians today? Oh, like every day. Okay. For sure. Statistically speaking. Um, so the article is from about five years ago. So I think we can kind of look at it from, is this still true today? Do we think Directly. this is still happening? Yeah. Um, but also I think some of these categories are real interesting. So we, we can kind of take a review of them. As I was thinking about bad bosses though, Kim, I love movies, so um, may have heard of, may not have seen, <laughs> but I thought um, this is how prevalent bad bosses are and how they impact our lives. There was a movie uh, in 2011. It actually had a, a sequel. It had a two mm. um, version of it called Horrible Bosses. Did you see it? No. Nor did I see two, but it must have been good if there's a two. <laughs> That's right. It was so good that they had to have a two. Okay. And honestly, so I saw both of them. Surprise. And the two was actually, I mean, it was a decent two. Sometimes, you know, they go way downhill. Yeah. No, it was actually, it was decent. But um, so to highlight for you, number one, because I think you'll enjoy this. Um, it has, uh, so I happen to love Jason Bateman. Mm -hmm. That's a whole nother podcast. You've mentioned that before. I mean, it goes way back to uh, Little House in the Prairie. But um, so he is, him and he has a couple of pals. Uh, you may or may not know Jason Sudeikis and Charlie Day. But there's th three pals, and two of them are just miserable in their jobs. And actually, the third guy, he loves his job, and he loves the guy he works for. And um, it's it's a smaller company, if I remember correctly, and the owner is sort of grooming him to uh, be the, the next guy to take over. Mm -hmm. And he suddenly dies. Really? And then his son takes over. Oh, boy. And that's a bunch of craziness. So then he now hates his boss, too. So all three of them hate their bosses. Um, one of them, so uh, Jason Bateman, his character, he works, I believe, at a financial company. And his boss is, like, crazy about, well, you weren't in your desk at 801. And, like, oh, you work oh, harder and I'll give you this promotion. Go do this thing. And, oh, your promotion's coming. That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but the promotion isn't coming. And he's just working harder and harder. Therefore, he hates his boss. Um, the last guy, oh, he's a dental hygienist. And uh, Jennifer Aniston from Friends is his boss. Okay. Anyway, she sexually harasses this guy every day. 
and he's engaged to this super um, innocent, lovely girl. And uh, Jennifer Aniston, the dentist, is uh, saying all the time, well, I'm going to tell her, you know, that you and I have done this and that and whatever. Mm. So he does anything she says because he doesn't want her to tell the fiance. So they're, uh, the three of them are out drinking one night when all of your best ideas happen. And uh, they somehow get put in touch with uh, Jamie Foxx. Turns out he's a murder consultant. Hmm. So that's where sort of the uh, uh, excitement in the movie starts is Jamie Foxx, the murder consultant, is giving them advice on how to murder their bosses. <laughs> so uh, not recommended. Right. We don't advocate. Not recommended um, at all. But uh, so that's where the uh, hilarity ensues because they have now this outlet so even when they're sober, they still apparently think it's a good idea and <laughs> and start making okay. uh, some moves on that. So uh, clearly hated, horrible bosses uh, are everywhere. And then as I was actually thinking about that movie, do you remember, um, I had to look it up. It's from 1980, the movie called 9 to 5. I do remember that movie. With, and I actually saw that movie. Okay. But I don't recall it. I know I, I saw it. I had to look up a few of the details because I remembered that it was like these three women. So it was Dolly Parton, Lily Tomlin. And Jane Fonda, who, um, like, they um, tie up their boss. And so I was remembering parts of it, but I couldn't remember the whole premise yeah. of it. But I'm like, okay, this is a horrible, this is, you know, back to our bad bosses. Um, you don't leave your company, you leave your manager. So uh, I had to do a little bit of digging and, and look up the plot of this. And there's sort of this um, dream sequence, if you will, where they're all thinking about, how they want to murder him because they hate him so bad. So, th like, there's that aspect of it. But then they really do, the three of them, um, they really do kidnap him and tie him up. And um, so it turns out, so I, this is where I had to look it up. Um, he, uh, there was, like, the, oh, I'll give you a promotion type of thing. The women were not paid the same mm -hmm. as the men. Um, all of all of the goodness. Mm -hmm. it, it All in this one boss. Um and so they tied him up, and then they thought they uh, found out some about some sort of um, some fraud scheme or something. So they left him tied up, and they go back to the office, and they're going about their business. And they keep going back and taking care of him while they have him tied up. Um, but while they have him tied up, um, they decide to make changes. So they start paying all the women the same as the men. Hmm. And oh, I want to say there one of the people like that worked there was an alcoholic. So they put in this program to get her help so she could uh, go to a uh, like, like a, a rehab. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Um, they put in a daycare uh, at the um, at the facility. They did job sharing and flexible hours. Mm -hmm. um, and this movie's from 1980. So like, hmm. and so they did all these great things and everybody is so happy. But they're saying they're doing it because the boss said to do it. Yeah. But nobody's really questioning why he's not coming into the office. Yeah. But they're carrying out his orders apparently. So the boss uh, somehow gets out of his kidnap situation mm -hmm. um and he he comes back to the office and then it turns out like the big boss comes and is like wow your uh division is doing so great all these great things that you've been doing mm -hmm. blah 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 and i think uh it's one of those movies where at the end they do like the the words rolling over the screen yeah. going, this is what happened to so-and-so this is what happened to so-and-so i don't know in my notes here if i put in what happened to him but I, I think he ended up in jail or something anyway. Yeah. So the three women uh, 
succeed in, in their, yeah. their plot and making their workplace better. So, um, again, co- common theme. Yeah. I, I did a little searching as well uh, to come up with a few stories. And so this might be where you could share a funny story because uh, I know I shared with you this story someone had on the internet about bad bosses and what happened. Mm-hmm. And so this person uh, says, you know, that they have this new job, super excited about it. You know, they come into the office. Um, the boss it, that hired uh, this person is not there that day. Apparently is at a conference. And so um, they, uh, you know, go to sit this person down and there's somebody in that desk. And so they're like, oh, well, just come with me. Well, it turns out that before the boss went to this conference, uh, they were supposed to um, eliminate the person who had the job. So she was the replacement, walks in and finds the other person still there Ooh. in the job. Awkward. Super awkward. Come on, boss. Yeah. Take care of business before you leave. So um, do you have any funny, yeah. bad boss yeah. stories? Yeah, but you know, it kind of makes me think of two things. One... Um, one where I was part of a confidential search. I was the candidate being recruited. Yeah. And um, so, you know, you go after hours, you do the interview after hours, you do the plant tour after hours. Right. All communication is done like with private emails of the hiring people, which I don't know, that probably should have given me some cause for alarm at some point. <laughs> right. But, you know, it was an interesting job prospect. And um, to be honest, I'd been, you know, riffed by a previous company. So I'd been looking. So great. Yeah. You know, okay, good opportunity. And um, the the confidential search, they said, you know, hey, you would be replacing this person. Okay. So I get there and then it was the story changed. Well, this person's really going to report to you. Oh. I'm like, okay, um, you know, because all during the course of the interview, you this know. This person's going to be gone. This person's going to be gone, and they're telling me things that was an issue with this person, what wasn't working well, and very few things that worked well. Right. This is why we're looking for somebody new. Yeah. So, okay, so I get there, and all of a sudden now this person reports to me. Oh, man. And I'm like, ah. Uh, Super awkward. Yeah. So, you know. At the end of it, I wound up being the bad boss and terminating the, oh, yeah. the employee. But it was the right thing to do for the company. It's just kind of unfortunate like when you have other bad bosses that won't take care of the bad situation when they're trying to recruit. It was yeah. really kind of screwy. But got... And that's a tough situation to be in because you're excited to be there at your right. new job. You've been selected. Right. So it's a good feeling. You're excited to be there. Yep. Oh, by the way, this person still works here. They're going to report to you. I don't know if I would have immediately went to, hey, what kind of jackass leaves this person here for me to right, take care of? Right. And, and I remember, you know, introducing myself to the new employee, you know, because they announced me, right, as the person coming in, said that this employee that was soon to be exited was going to report to me so forth and so on. And um, the person said to me, like, you know, my first day, and I, you know, I go down to personally introduce myself. Yeah. Okay, fine. Oh, so you're the one that's going to have to fire me, huh? Oh, so my like, Okay, there's some awareness here that you should already be gone, so why don't you be, like, proactively looking for something else? Yeah, why are you still sitting here? But 
it just kind of talks about the person. But anyway, so I'm like, well, I don't know about that, you know, because I, I wanted to give this person a fair chance, right? Right. right. Tried to give a fair chance, but yeah, it didn't work out. Three months, I'm gone. Oh, my God. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible bosses. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Um, There was another funny little story I saw on the internet, which made me kind of giggle. Uh, someone was talking about um, a friend, a friend, air quotes, a friend of theirs had a performance review and the boss said to them, I'm not quite sure what it is you do here, but whatever it is, can you do it faster? <laughs> uh, top notch, top Yeah, notch. that's a nice performance review. Right? Oh my gosh. I, um, so this one reminded me, and to be honest, like the, this boss I had wasn't overall bad yeah. in all categories, there, but there was questionable moments where you, yeah. where you pause and go, hmm. So I was having a performance review and um, he says to me, Tammy, I, I think one area you can improve on. And there's a part of me that just at those words, I'm like, yes, what, tell me, like I, my career, I've been waiting for someone mm-hmm. to give me some really good, honest, how do I improve? How do I? Mm-hmm. He says, um, you really shouldn't go to lunch with people who work for you. You should really be going to lunch with people with higher titles than you have. Hmm. So let me think about that for a second. Uh, yes. So you're the manager and your employees want to go with you. You have a higher title than them. Okay. So now you're the employee and wanting to go to lunch with higher titled people. Yeah. Huh. Are they going to go to lunch with me? No, because don't go to lunch with the people that work for you. Yeah. So I asked him, like, I, I, like I was puzzled, as you yeah. can. Yeah. It's It was sort of one of those unsolvable puzzles. And I'm staring at him, my mouth probably hanging open. Like, I thought we were going to talk about my performance. Yeah. But okay. And I stared. And then all of a sudden I was like, so do you want to go to lunch with me today? And he's like, well, Tammy, I can't. I'm busy. I'm like, yeah, because I work for you. You're not going to go to lunch with me. And then he just started laughing. And that was it. (laughs) So he realized the stupidity of what he said. But didn't, I mean. But then did you go on to have lunch with him at other times? Yeah. Okay. That's just crazy. He was the kind of guy that ate out lunch every day. So he was always looking for somebody to go with or whatever. But. Huh. But then did you go to lunch with uh, the people that reported to you? Of course. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Isn't that the weirdest thing? That's, so That's bizarre. That was not one of his shining moments. Um, any other any other bad boss stories that come to mind or should we dig into some stats? Oh, gosh. There's always, you know, the bad bosses that are like the micromanagers oh. or the screamers or the bad communicators or the list can go on and on. Yeah. But... Um, there's just a gazillion stories, but I felt uh, thinking about this a little bit. I felt a little bit overwhelmed at all of the stories I could probably come up with. Yeah, that I was just like, oh, you know, I really think about like bad bosses, like people that are probably like con- micromanager is one thing to make sure all the you know everything's ticked and tied, but the controlling micromanager oh. I think is the worst. Like, well, you know, you come into they come into your office every day well i, I want to fire Susie q the famous Susie q <laughs> oh she's been fired several times <laughs> and promoted and discussed <laughs> Susie q is my favorite employee not that i have any but um so i want to fire Susie q why do you want to fire Susie q well 
I gave her this project and I wanted it done, you know, A, B, and C way. And Susie Q did A, B, D, and then C. Okay. But did it, it give done? you the same results that you were looking for? Well, yes. Was her, did she go above and beyond? Well, yes. Damn her. <laughs> so what's the problem here? Was it done on time? Yes. You know, it's yes to every question I ask. And I'm like, so what's the problem? So she's a great employee? Well, she didn't do it the way I wanted her to do it. Of course. She didn't listen to me. Well, but she on time, on at what the results needed or, or better, went above and beyond. So I still don't see the problem here. Yeah. So those kind of managers, and, you know, it wasn't long after this ma this person had this manager for quite some time and finally come in and said, I've had it with his craziness. Yeah, I can't work like this. You don't want to say, oh, I'm right there with you. <laughs> right. Oh, I've heard about it. Let me it. help you write your resume, find you another <laughs> department, whatever I can help you do, because that one is. And, you know, as I say that, it should have been like, hey, we should have fired that manager. Well, long story short. Yeah. Employee goes finds a different job. We do wind up removing that person as a manager, and yeah. um, it's not that they were a bad performer. We just took them out of a managerial position and made them an individual contributor. Yeah, yeah. Some people are super smart and they're so good at what they do. Yeah, but managing people is a different skill set. Right, and I think that's why you hear so often about bad bosses is because just to that point, you can be very good individually, technically, in whatever function that you're in but when it comes to managing people that's a different skill set than being an expert i'll say a subject matter expert in your field or very knowledgeable in your field yeah do you know what you just reminded me of a story um so i knew this person who great at their job like everybody just oh this person mm -hmm. is so great at their job so she is promoted I like to call this the old, uh, this guy's really good at engineering, so we're going to promote him to manage the engineers. That's exactly what I was thinking that Okay, race. so she was so great. Like, everyone everyone thought so. Like, yeah. um, she gets promoted to be a manager of the people in the role that she had been in. And what she said is, I knew within, like, a few weeks that I wasn't, I was super passionate and I loved what I did. All of those things got taken away from me by being the manager of these people. Yeah. I don't get to do the things I love anymore. Yeah. I, I'll, now I'm just worried about all of the politics and all of these employees who are complaining to right. me all the time. And she's like, now I don't get to do what I love. So she actually didn't even stay in that role very long because she was like, yeah. that's not what I'm passionate about. That's, I, I'm not passionate about, you know, um, I love the people who work for me. I think they're great people. But I'm not passionate about being in this role where I'm dealing with the politics and and the garbage um, of these people instead of all the good stuff and working with yeah. these people and collaborating with them, I, I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. And so I was like, well, bravo for you yep. to recognize and do something about it because right. I don't think that always happens. No, it doesn't. Often people hang in there and hang in there and they wind up being a bad boss, bad at their job because they're miserable. Yep. And you wind up performance, you know, putting them on a performance improvement plan or exiting them because their performance is suffering. Yeah. When they were really great at what they did. Yeah. And you just sit there and a lot of times, you know, you see their manager kind of scratching their head going, I don't know why they, you know, what's happened. Right. Well, they used to be my favorite. They're in the wrong role. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How did you set them up to succeed in that role? Right. Because just because they were good at this one doesn't mean. Right. Yeah. 
Um, okay, let's jump into some of these stats okay. here. And if it, you know, reminds you of another story. So um, this is um, from, uh, I'm looking for ink.com. And it's a, a, a little article about the real cost of bad bosses. And I love what they put here. Jerk alert. So, um, so Kim, I'll, I'll uh, start here and I'll read this one off to you. So, okay. um, think you don't have any bad bosses at your company? Okay, I've never heard of that, but that's the question they pose here. Um, three out of every four employees report that their boss is the worst and most stressful part of their job. Hmm. So, three out of four. Okay, so this, what did I say this was from 2012? Yeah, five years ago, yeah. What do you think? Is that still true today, do you think? Three out of four. Uh, I think it depends on the company. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I would say this is probably still accurate. Yeah. Like if you think across. Yeah. I, I think just across, like say corporate America, corporate anywhere. Yeah. Yes, this stat is probably still true. Um, but I think if you looked at certain companies, it would be significantly lower. Right. Uh, yeah. Yep. So the average. Yeah, the average. When I uh, this when I first read this, um, I, so I think I have been definitely one of the three out of the four saying that mm -hmm. the worst part about my job is my boss for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think I've also been that one who was like, no, my boss actually isn't uh, yeah. the the worst part of my job. But what it made me think of is like I have had people report to me. I've been a manager of people. Yeah have people who reports me been in the three kim yeah that's they have that have i was a bad boss yep uh-huh that i was the worst and most stressful part of their job i had a guy tell me one time that worked for me um i'd been at the company let's say two or three probably three years and i had a small team um reporting to me and so this guy got hired and he got put on my team. I didn't hire him, but he got put on my team. And he would tell me at least once a week, Tammy, I don't know how you got this job. You are not qualified. I am way more qualified for your job than you are. Hmm. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, so I was the worst and most stressful part of his job. Did you do a job flip with him for a week? Um. Well, no, but I would ask his opinion about things. Mm-hmm. I think he liked that I asked. And I, I mean, if I'm being totally honest, Kim, which I shouldn't um, out in the greater public, but I did it just to prove to him that, no, he was not qualified for my job. Yeah. yeah. But if you, I mean, I'm happy to share, like, the decisions I have to make if you yeah. want to give me your input on it. Yeah. So, so does it, let me, on that statement, I'm more qualified than you are to be the boss. Yeah. Does this make you a bad boss if your boss says to you, the employee, you're more qualified for my job than I am? Yes. I had a boss <laughs> tell me that. No. I did. Uh, dear employee, you are way more qualified for my job. Yeah. And I'm that's a terrible, that's a terrible thing to say to somebody, isn't it? Is it supposed to be a compliment? I, I... Yes and no. Uh, I took it as a compliment, but then I'll be honest. What it made me do is just kind of sit and look at that boss and go, every time something was yes. said or decisions, I'm sitting there going, that's not how I would do it. Which okay, she's 
you know, that person's the boss, so I'll go along, you know, moral, legal, and ethical, so okay. But a lot of times I would just shake my head and go, oh my God, this is way overcomplicated, or this, that, or the other. And clearly, I would do a better job. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You know, it became a a, a source of frustration. And so I did flip to one of those three of the four. Yeah. I would think so. Yeah, Yeah. I would have. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about this one? 65% of employees say they take a new boss over a pay raise. 65%. Yep. I, I think that that's, uh, it might be even higher. I was like, we're almost back to that three, that three yeah. out of four. Yeah. Would take a new boss over a pay raise. I have been in that situation. Yeah. Where I think, where if they would have said, hey, could we get you a new boss or a pay raise? I'd be like, oh, a new boss for sure. Yeah. 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 So I thought that was... Um, That's very interesting. I never really thought about... Um, most of the time, if you have a bad boss, my thought is, I think what I have... Where, where you get is you look for a new position, whether it's at that company or at yeah. a different one, right? Yeah. That's right. where you end up. But I never really thought of what could I give up to get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. But being my personality, I'd have been, can I have both? Yeah. Oh, I'll take sure. both, Alex, for 200 <laughs> I'll take door number three, which I believe is both. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, okay. So often it's not what bosses do that makes them bad. It's what they don't do. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was an interesting way of looking at it. So um, there's five things. One is they fail to inspire. Yeah. And I think that's true. People love, I too love to come to work with that sort of that greater vision that mm-hmm. we're on this big road and we're going somewhere important. Yeah. Yep. And if they, if you're just coming in and doing tasks every day, not as fun. Not as fun, but I would, in, in defense of that though, some people, that's what they want. Right? True. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's a job to them and versus a career. Right. Or they're just at that point in their life where yep. they just need. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the next one is that the uh, the boss accepts mediocrity. Oh, Kim, this one gets me. Yep. Raise the people up. Right. Get the best out of everybody. Yeah. And I don't mean that like challenge them so they fail. But no, but if they're really great at doing X task repeatedly, yeah, then have them be the best at that. Yeah. Versus having somebody that's half-assed does it and then the other person kind of gets something else that they're kind of half-assed it switch it yeah yeah and it's it's a little bit around finding what uh the interests or the passion yeah. of the, yeah. yeah but to be mediocre yeah i don't ever want to be called mediocre um the next one that they lack clear vision and direction that's true it's not often that that you hear a clear vision and direction from a manager. I would agree. True. Like th- there will be the vision and direction from like the top level yeah, like, or maybe your business unit level. Yeah. But translating that, sometimes those managers are, and it is hard, but how do you translate that down to how you contribute to the right to the business? Yep. So it's true. It's, again, what they don't do. Um, they are unable to collaborate and be a team player Ooh, very siloed managers, right? 
Yeah. If yeah, if you have people reporting to you, you should be someone who collaborates and is a good team player. Yeah. So do you think by that that means involving the employees that report to you uh, for collaboration or is that so that's I'll say downward collaboration or do you think this means horizontal collaboration as well? I'm going to say both. Yeah. Yeah. I, because don't you think as an employee when I think back of you know um, the planning for the next fiscal year mm-hmm. and I have had those bosses where they go off amongst the others and they do the planning but they never ask the team who actually is sort of doing stuff, what should we be doing next fiscal year? What are your ideas? Not that they have to take all of them, but, you know, and they just go off and they do something they come back and go, oh, here's what we're doing next fiscal year. And you're like, what? Yeah. So I think it is a little bit of both because then if you're on a team, that means there's some sort of uh, relationship between the jobs you're all doing Mm -hmm. that you could potentially – uh, be assisting just because of the knowledge of the group, but also, what if somebody has like a, a background in something that you don't know about? If you're collaborating across, then you're learning those things and making everybody better. Yeah. yeah. And the last one here uh, of what they don't do is they fail to walk the talk. Hmm. Yeah, I had one of these. Did you? Mm-hmm. And this one like jumps to mind right away. Um, he was one of those that um, you needed to be, like, in your desk at mm-hmm. 8.00. Yeah. And you did not leave before 5 o'clock. And um, he would watch when you're little – you know how, like, when you log onto your computer yeah. and then, like, your little – people have the little toasts when somebody logs into yeah. instant messaging or even mail right. or, you know, whatever right. the different apps are. And he would watch for – because our computers were set that when you logged in, like it would automatically log you into, you know. Yeah. And he would watch for that to go up. And so like if it was 8.03, you can bet you were getting a little, you know, message or phone call about where you've been. Really? Yeah. But sometimes because of, you know, different situations, actually all valid, he wouldn't get in till 9. Oh. That's okay though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Was he logged on at home or wherever else no. and watching what 10 people? Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't think he was working. He was just watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there were certain expectations of the team. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, I was at a call center where you need to be, you know, mm-hmm. doing your job at that yeah. designated time yeah. or anything. So frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. What I think about it is like it fails to walk the talk is like you see, uh, you know, Company people need to travel for their jobs, right? And you know, you've got this boss that's very clear about what the TNL policy is. Spend it like it's your money. Yeah. Hey, you know, you oh, don't yes. need to go order the top end glass of wine if you're going to have a glass of wine with dinner, and you know, you don't need the top end steak. And so, you know, so you yeah. go and you okay, I'll just spend it. You know, very yeah. you know, cautiously and thoughtfully, but you're still yeah. going to have dinner. But yet, then you hear them come back from a business trip. Oh, my gosh, you know, we had these best wine and champagne. We had, you yeah. know, top shelf this and top shelf yeah, that. Yeah, we and, ordered a bottle. Oh, and... yeah, we had what? And you're like, okay, well, hmm, how does that differ? Because... It was still on the company. Right. Yes. Yes. Or when you are trying to be super responsible, and then you do end up out with, you know, even them included yeah. with other people, and see what's happening, and you're right. like... 
why have I been going to Taco Bell? Right. Yeah. You guys. Oh, I've been going to Taco Bell because you guys are doing this. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Okay, so the next stat is um, it's not just bad bosses that make employees unhappy. They make workers unhealthy. Hmm. Okay, so it says here that the amount of time it takes for an employee to shake off the stress and anxiety that a bad boss causes is 22 months, almost two years. Wow. I didn't realize it that long. Yeah, you, I get you. Apparently, you must hold on to it. Huh. 22 months. That uh, seems like a long time. I, well, I wonder how long you have to work for that bad boss. Yeah. For that to happen. Yeah. If it's 10 years, yeah, I could see 22 months. But if it's, say, 12 to 18 months, yeah. 22 months seems long. So this this article doesn't show, like, yeah. the time, the average time that it takes if for working for that bad boss. Yeah. But still, I mean, it's true how long you do. I mean, you can hang on. I think some more than others. So obviously yeah. we're at an average here again. Right. But there are those people who really hang on to their hatred of of the situation they were in or how yeah. they were treated or whatever. Which, yes, they do. But if we can give a piece of advice, let it go. Let it go. Be happy with your new situation. Right. Move on because what that hatred is going to do is it's going to hold you back. It'll show through in ways you don't yeah. know. Yep. And I, I, Kim, I, I have done it. I know I have. We all have, mm -hmm. and you see employees do it, and it's like, don't hold the bad boss from previous role as and think that this person's going to be the same way. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Remember, right? But don't hold it against them. Yeah. Yeah. Take a deep breath. Be happy you have a new situation. Yeah. Make the best of it, because otherwise it's going to destroy your career. Yeah. And your health. And your health. I know. I mean, I knew that, Kim, but I never really, like, thought about it, like, as um, a cost or an impact from mm -hmm. a bad boss that I was, that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this was a lingering health problem. Um, the other one about health workers that have poor relationships with bosses are 30% more likely to suffer coronary heart disease. Really? Bad bosses are giving people heart attacks, I think is what that says. Yep, I think that's a good way to translate that. Again, back to kind of the stress and anxiety that you have mm -hmm. working for somebody like that. So I think in the example that the movies we were talking about, yeah, I mean, the bosses were certainly that bad. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, that's astounding to me that, I mean, that's a very serious. One third. One third. That's how bad some bosses are. Yeah. Well, okay, so the cost to the company, because that's what this was about, is the, the cost of bad bosses is, you know, this employee's on your health insurance plan. Right. Yep. And, you know, now they're going to have a hospital stay, a surgery, like all of these things. So not only is it the cost of this employee not being at work, but now if we have one of every three or roughly. Yep. The cost on the benefits, the cost of, you know, who's taking on the work. Do you, yeah, now you're adding stress to other people. Do you add bring in a contractor to cover? Or, to your point, do you give the work to others? So is their mm -hmm. stress level going up? Yeah. Yeah. Incredible, right? Don't be bad bosses. Oh, seriously. 
Um, okay, there's just a, a, a couple um, left here that we'll, that we'll talk about. Um, so the average cost um, to replace a minimum wage employee, so recruiting them, interviewing, all of that stuff, getting them onboarded, because, mm-hmm. you know, you're not doing your job day one usually. Right. Um, this is a minimum wage employee, $3,500. So if we think about that like in corporate America. Yeah. You know, times that by. Right. It's probably five to $7,000. Seriously, that's incredible. And if you have a 10% turnover in your company, right? 10% being high, and mm-hmm. hopefully companies don't have a higher percentage than that, yeah. but uh, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And now that you have turnover, you have to hire more recruiters. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh. Yep. It just compounds itself. It really does. Um, okay, so the, the last one here is 50% of employees who don't feel valued plan to look for another job in the next year so one out of two are going to look for a job in the next year i actually think that's higher if i like one out of two seems 50 percent. yeah it's probably 75 percent. i think so if back you, to the original three out of four yeah if you don't feel valued and you know maybe this is like the millennials or whatever coming in i don't think they're gonna stay if they're not feeling valued they're not getting no. the feedback they're not no. all of yeah. that I don't, I don't think they have the thought that, you know, you and I and, and those that came before us of, oh, I, I need to be in this job for three years yeah. or um, when does the 401k rest? I right. need to be here for so long. Right. I don't think, and not that that's like the uh, baby boomers were, had that loyalty, like stayed at a company their entire career. Um, I, I think that there was a phase where it was maybe around like the, the vesting, you know, like maybe it was pension at first, then 401k, whatever. But now millennials. Three to five years. Yeah. For the, yeah. I think they're just like, nope, if you're not going to treat me right, I think I'll just go. Yeah, exactly. I'll go it, elsewhere. And, and I think, um, I think it's a good thing and I think it's a bad thing because, okay, good. They're quick to, to get, recognize the situation and move on. Yep. For, so their, that, for their health. For their health. So they'll be happy, productive, you know, so forth and so on. And they, I think they've seen, like, their parents or grandparents or neighbors, whoever it might be, who have been loyal to companies, because that's how they kind of grew up in corporate America, mm-hmm. to be riffed at some point. Oh, you know, you're just a number. And so they've seen that companies don't have loyalty to employees anymore. So I think it's foolish for employees or for companies to think employees are going to have loyalty. Yeah. I think it's an unfair expectation. At will. Yep. That's what the at will means. Mm-hmm. So at least in the U.S. with at will employment. Right. Um, yeah. So super interesting. So yeah. Um, in thinking about, so I know I have been a bad boss. I know I've been a good boss as well. So I've, I've done both. I've had bad bosses. I've had good bosses. I think the moral of the story is do the right thing. So some of my bad bosses, I can't come up with the exact ex- examples, but I rem- someone, it's they treat the people who work for them how they were treated, mm-hmm. which may not be good. Right. But that's how they sort of learn their emulating. Manage- yep. That's how they learn their management skills. Yeah. And right. so they treat those people poorly. And it's like, you complain about your boss, so why are you doing it to me? Right. And so I know that... I was a bad manager. And I think when I became a good manager, it's when I was like, how how would I want to be treated? I have a boss. 
And how would I want my boss to handle mm-hmm. this situation? Or these are real people. They're really good people. They're smart. I'm lucky to have them. What's the right thing to do in this situation? Yeah. And I know that sometimes there was, you know, a bit of a conundrum. Like, what is the right thing to do? I would just talk to them about it. Right. And so I think as an employee, I've taken that forward. And so I do the same thing where, hey, boss, like, I'm not trying to take advantage of you or the company. This is the situation. Or, hey, boss, I heard you say this. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to throw out this idea. So I think it's all about being professional and polite yeah. And treating people how you want to be treated. Right. The, what is that the golden rule? Yep. So. Yeah. Um, so, Kim, I don't know if you have other things, but I, there was um, uh, recently I saw uh, someone was talking about how they think about being a manager. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just there was a couple of them that stood out to me. And I was like, oh, that's good. That's really good. Um, although before I do this, there are so many of those little like. Oh, on LinkedIn, or I know I've seen them like on Twitter and whatnot, like um, 10 key things to be a good manager. Yeah. Do the bad mean bad managers know that they're bad? Do they read that? Or is it just employees reading it going, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but even managers are employees. True. Yeah. So are they reading it with the perspective of theirs instead of themselves? Right. Yes. They're not being reflective. Because if they read it as themselves, then why would we have any? Right bad managers but anyway so here's a couple of um questions that came up so if people aren't leaving their company but they're leaving their manager um questions that a manager can uh sort of think about to see how they are are doing things so back to these top 10 things or whatever but um as a manager do i know what makes the people on my team groan Hmm, that's an interesting uh way to put that question it is and i liked it because it's true because you know everybody's got their thing where they go oh yep come on yep or not again. Right. Um, so I thought that was good. This might be my favorite one, though, Kim. Am I giving a performance elevation, not evaluation? Hmm. Makes you stop and think. It does. I love it. Yeah. Elevation. And, and I mean, even how, like, what if teams thought about it that way? How am I helping to elevate the performance of the team. Right. So if, I guess if the manager has that mentality, then maybe it would, you know, yeah. also be um, yeah. in the team. But I think that's amazing. Why should we all be individually focused? But why do we not try to help each other out? Like, right. So to me, that one, like, yeah. oh, brought a tear in my eye. Yeah. Um, and then the last one that I uh, really liked was, do I publicize my people and promote their achievements? I like that too. Uh, sometimes I think you can get over promoters. Uh, of people other people yeah true but I, I do like that one but the other one i like on here is do i really know my people because not everybody is managed the same way true and i think bad managers think that everybody can be managed the same way yeah they have one style and this is how i'm yeah. doing it and everybody can adapt to me yeah yep. mm-hmm. yeah so um and did you come up with any other stories any other no, that you no, no. That you were sharing. Okay, well, um, should we state the obvious? Let's wrap this baby up. So, Kim, um, I'm, I'm going to go back. I said we might be talking about the root cause of all cubicle insanity. And based on some of those statistics, I'm going to say we did. We talked about that root cause in Bad Bosses. Obviously, it's everywhere. It's in movies. Mm-hmm. It's in TV shows. And some of the stories that you and I talked about or the ones that we found on the interwebs of people sharing 
bad bosses are everywhere. Um, and I think the stat, like we kind of kept going back to the one that wraps mm-hmm. it all up is three out of every four will say that their boss is the worst yeah. and most stressful part of their job. Yeah. So um, don't let it affect your health <laughs> if you're the employee of that bad boss. Um, find yourself a new situation. See what you can change about that situation. And if you are that manager, think about those things. Like, do you know, how well do you know the people on your team? Yeah. Do you know what makes them groan? Are you elevating their performance or are they just working for you? Yeah. I think that's it. All right. So thank you to all of our listeners. It's been a while since we've uh, done a podcast. We've been out for various reasons, but thanks for hanging in there with us. Welcome back. Thank you to all of our active military and veterans. And since we're recording this podcast on Army-Navy game day, go Army, beat Navy. And stay tuned for our next episode of Cubicle Insanity.